What is going on, everybody? We are Wednesday, July 14th, Pints of Pat on a Wednesday this week because um, we're committing to doing it every week, and uh, I will be out of town on Friday. I'm leaving tomorrow for Massachusetts, so be gone for the weekend. It's going to be good. I haven't seen my uh, parents up at my parents' house in a while, and I haven't had my two daughters up there in a little bit, so it'll be nice. It'll be nice to get up there, be home again for a little bit. Um, so... I've been pretty absent in the office this past week and will be again for this following week. Uh, this past week, from Wednesday to Sunday, I spent in uh, Asheville, North Carolina at DLP um, DLP's event. Um, I've talked about this event several times in this podcast, but um, because of kind of their guidance and going to the, these events, um, you know, that's where I've pulled a lot of the stuff we've been doing at Yellowbird, a lot of the operational stuff that's taken us to the next level from these. Um, you know, DLP operates at a pretty high level and taking little nuggets from them and slowly implementing them here has, uh, you know, that's all, that's what gets you to the next level. And I was just talking in the marketing meeting. It's one thing to kind of see all these operational processes and how they work or read the book traction or read the book clockwork. Um, it's a whole nother thing to take that theory and implement it with real people in the real world holding real people accountable, giving real people goals and rocks. So I think that's the magic behind it. Um, which I think we've done a great job doing just mostly because we have awesome people. It all starts with the, you know, the people you bring on in your team. So a couple key takeaways, things I've starred from this weekend. Um, and I take a lot of notes at these. It's a similar event every time, but I always take something new. So note number one, I was talking to one of the guys in uh, the prosperity program. So a guy that lends Don and DLP money for their funds. Um, you know, uh, multimillionaire, very successful person. And he talks about some of the, um, some of these higher level investment groups he's part of. Um, he was in a group called Tiger 21. Um, you know, a lot of people in that, in that Tiger 21 group are worth a hundred million dollars plus. And he was talking about how he'd go to his Tiger 21 meetings and, uh, or maybe it wasn't Tiger 21 he was talking about, but it was one of those investment groups. And he's going to go to these meetings where, uh, you know, it was a group of 10 of his peers and he said seven of those guys are billionaires. And the only thing they talk about is how, you know, all they give a shit about is their investments because they have nothing to do. Right. They complain about their wives. They hate their wives at this point. Their kids are all lazy pieces of shit. And all they do is sit there and talk about their investments the whole time because they have nothing better to do. And to me, that just sounded like such a like unfulfilling, horrible life. You go and you, you, you talk with your, these 10 guys that are all billionaires or multi, you know, hundred millionaires. And all they're talking about is complaining about their wives and bitching about how lazy their kids are. Like it just, it just sounds like a horrible end to a very successful life of, of wealth. Um, so what that did in, in my mind to me was first off, it's, it's inter really interesting to hear that perspective. Cause you know, you know, people say money doesn't matter. Right. But the other perspective is, well, that's just something fucking rich people say money does absolutely matter. It's a vehicle to get you where you need to go. You need to make money, but 
in the end, like, and I know I've harped on this forever, it's all that really matters is the impact you're having on others. What matters is those closest to your relationship with your family, your, your, your relationship with others around you. In the end, that really is all that matters because it's all you're going to have in the end. So hearing, hearing about these billionaires bitching about their families and all they talk about is their investments was just really, you know, it was, it was really interesting and I enjoyed hearing him talk about it because I can implement things for myself and implement people, things to people here at Yellowbird to where they do live balanced lives. Balance is one of our core values here. And we, you know, we have our, I showed everyone at connect, but we have our circle where, um, you know, family, financial business, lifestyle, um, health and fitness. These are all things that you need to continually work on because, Typically, if you spend one, t- you know, too much time working on one thing, then, you know, if you spend too much time business, financial and making money, sometimes your health can slack or your family life can slack or your lifestyle can slack and your hobbies and everything. It's important to continually look at that circle every quarter and make sure that you're keeping your life in balance, because in the end, um, if you don't have a balanced life, then, you, you know, you're going to f- experience stress and in different sort of ways and you're going to be unfulfilled and unhappy and all you work for in business is going to be, you know, for nothing really. Um, so I wanted to share that. Another thing I wanted to share from this weekend is, uh, there was an author up there talking about his book and, uh, not the theme of the book, but what he mentioned in it is how important it is to be vulnerable. Um, to be vulnerable and talk about your feelings and this and that. And I, you know, I asked the question of what is the balance between vulnerability and mental toughness? So, uh, you know, I think about that a lot because, you know, my old man raised, you know, my old man didn't talk about his feelings a lot or anything like that. It was, it was all about mental toughness and being, being a rock for those that were, weaker or needed guidance for you. Um, so I just think that's an interesting thing too, because now, you know, the author, when I asked that question, he said the pendulum has swung very much to the let's be vulnerable. Let's all cry together side of things at this point in life. But you know, if you're running an office or you're running an operation and every single time you have a fucking meeting together, everyone wants to cry and talk about their feelings. It becomes a group therapy session right? So there needs to be a balance of, okay, at some point we need to nut up and just get this shit done. And I'm not worried about your fucking feelings right now to, you know, that little bit of vulnerability that makes you human. So I would urge everyone to think about that balance as they go about, as they go about their day to day. Um, and you, you know, just think about that balance between mental toughness and vulnerability. Another addition to that comment is um, a friend of mine, Jim Shields, uh, member of Go Abundance, awesome dude, lives down in St. Augustine. He gave a talk about family and legacy, and the whole idea behind the talk was that generation one creates the money, creates the wealth, generation two spends the wealth, generation three complains about it, <laughs> is what happens. Um, and how do you stop, how do you stop that, um, process of 
generations beyond you squandering wealth that you built. And he talked about how there's three primary things behind that. Um, number one is sharing defeat with your family and your kids. And that comes into being vulnerable. Um, and this really changed the way I thought about it because whenever I was telling Jim after his talk, I was like, man, he, well, he talked first off, he talked about the importance of being vulnerable to your kid, eliminating the fact that your kids just think you're Superman and this invincible, invincible hero. Um, and the importance of that is if my kids grow up thinking that I am just this super successful guy that's never scared of anything, that's mentally tough and strong and never have any cracks whatsoever, it could, it could lead to you raising broken kids to where the first time my daughter has a tough time at school and she's feeling a little anxious or insecure about something, she feels inadequate because her dad is never fucking scared and is never anxious and never gets, you know, never has these mental issues. Um, so if I don't share that with her, that sometimes, Hey, sometimes I do get scared. Sometimes I am a little worried about stuff. Sometimes I'm a little insecure about something that's happening. If I never share that with my daughter, then she's going to feel inadequate when she has those feelings. So, you know, <laughs> and Jim's talk was right after I made the comment of, can we be a little more fucking tough here and not cry to a, cry about our feelings every two seconds? So it was kind of thrown in my face, but it, it was it was, he was right. You know, I'll admit when I was wrong. And I went up to Jim after the talk and I was like, you know, Jim, every night I put my daughter to bed. Uh, she says she's scared of the dark. And she asked me if I'm scared of anything. And I always say, Nora, dad ain't scared of shit. Every single night, Jim, I tell her that. And you change my perspective on what to say now. Um, not that Nora needs to think her dad is scared of everything, but it's just, an interesting perspective when your kids ask you if you're scared of anything, you know, maybe you do want to show a little humanity in that show that you are human, that sometimes you do have worries. Sometimes you do have fears. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I just thought that was really interesting. His second one is open talks about money. Um, so being very clear with your kids on where money comes from, uh, your, your, personal fi family finances, obviously, you know, you need to get with them and be like, you know, this is not to be talked about with your friends at school. If you're telling your 16 year old daughter or son exactly what's going on with the family financials, but it's important they know and have a scope of knowledge of what it takes to make money and how, you know, that it's not just, uh, um, that you're not just born with a silver spoon shoved up your ass, that it takes time and energy to make, to make this money. It's, it's tough if they've grown up with things being pretty easy. Um, I grew up in a middle-class household, but I'm not going to act like my childhood was tough. Um, so understanding money and how hard it is, how hard you need to work to get it, um, will, will grow better kids. And the last thing he said was acts of service and contribution. And he talked about, um, to me, what this means is having perspective on the real world, right? So we have a generation now that is complaining about how horrible America is, but America is the only place that a lot of these people that are bitching LA's college kids that are bitching and complaining about how horrible America is have never been around the world. They've never, they've never seen true suffering and they've never seen true poverty and they've never seen true racial disc discrimination. Um, so, uh, having perspective on the real world 
um, will give your kids that, you know, all-encompassing view of what reality is. And Jim was talking about how he brought his kids to uh, Guatemala on a mission trip, and these kids his kids were actually got to see, they got to build schools and run, you know, feed people in these eating shelters. And they actually got to walk around these Guatemalan cities and see how horrible some of the conditions these people were living in, yet they still kept a good attitude and were happy. And giving your kids this kind of perspective on the real world to, for them to be able to, for them to be able to feel feel, uh, I'm trying to think of the word right here, but um, grateful, right? Gratitude, to have gratitude for what they have, um, giving them perspective on, on everything else going on and having gratitude for how lucky they are to be in America and have the things they have is going to also raise kids with better perspective, better mentality moving forward and you know, you, you, your chances are getting better of, you know, just raising well-rounded, awesome kids. And I thought, you know, that was one of the best talks at the whole conference. And, uh, I got so much out of it. I'll, I'll read those things to you one more time. Uh, sharing defeat with your family, right. Removing the, the Superman view that, you know, you may be, you may be ongoing now. Um, open talks about money and acts of service and contribution, um, the three things to raise great kids. Um, and if you're trying to build wealth for your family, the three things that are going to keep that wealth in your family more than any trust fund, uh, any more, any well-written trust fund will, uh, raising great kids. So yeah, awesome weekend. Uh, thanks everybody for listening and, uh, um, we will see you next Friday.